All right, everybody, huge game coming up. So why not have the biggest Auburn fan I know in Zach Blackerby join us for a little crossover episode. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. There's Zach Blackerby doing his normal calisthenics for the morning. And, Zach, when I called you the biggest Auburn fan I know, I meant that quite literally. I know a lot of short Auburn people. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank. Well, I'm pretty short, too, but uh, I've gotten bigger than um, than I would like to be. But it is what it is. Well, I mean, you know, look, we, the way I look at uh, the new year is you go on a diet, then you get off said diet and you go on another diet. Then you just get chunky again. That's what I do every single year. And that's what I'm going to do now because it's Super Bowl time and it's time to eat some wings and pizza. And it's also the Iron Bowl of basketball, which that's is right. a phrase everybody says and everybody hates. Uh, I don't love it. Yeah. It's I, awful. But I don't know what else you call it. You just call it Auburn, Alabama basketball yeah. or, or, or what do you does? Does it get its own name? What, what, what would you think we should call it? First of all, even as a guy who's in the iron industry, I think the Iron Bowl, uh, the moniker Iron Bowl is a little dated, right? Oh, I, mean, I disagree. I mean, I understand why you think that, but it's 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 I still like it. I'm just saying it's uh it's a little dated, but so I I don't think necessarily what I'm saying is the the basketball rivalry doesn't have to tie into anything with the steel industry. It just doesn't. I mean, the Iron Bowl was so much scrap iron left on the field. It's in Birmingham, the Pittsburgh of the South. That, right. The basketball one needs to be like, you know, uh, the, the round ball redneck festival. I don't know what it needs to be, but it, it doesn't need to be the Iron Bowl of basketball. I, I'm with you. And, and they try to do it in other sports, too. Like, they try to do it with, with baseball and softball and gymnastics. So, uh, I'm with you. The Iron Bowl is for football, and I, I just don't think we've really all sat down and had a discussion of what we want to call the other sports. But, uh, man, it's crazy what this game has become across the state, though, as far as basketball. I mean, both of these programs, when you look at what they were doing now versus, you know, a decade ago, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. It, it really is. And I here's another thing that I hate. Um, I've got some friends that do an Auburn show and they do a great job with it. They're big Auburn people. And it seems like every show they're like, can you believe what Bruce Pearl has done? Can you believe it? And and I'm thinking. Which Auburn show do you like more, you think? That one or Locked on Auburn? I will remain uh, noncommittal. Okay. Uh, at this time, I respect my decision. I'm, I'm decommitting from that question. <laughs> uh, no, what I, my, my point is that even though what they're saying is true, yeah. I think it devalues a little bit what Bruce Pearl has done. Because now Bruce Pearl has done it for a while. And so I think it's just fair to say, hey, Aubrey's just pretty good now. Start believing it. Don't, yeah, it's, it's, don't the program living for... in an alternate universe anymore. You're living in the current universe where Auburn's just pretty good. Even this year where they've lost four or five and yeah. they, they can't shoot very well. The, I mean, I'm not throwing stones. They they are not a good shooting team. Um they're still really good because they play so hard. And, and that's a moniker of a, of a, or a mark of a Bruce Pearl team. And, um, you know, meanwhile, as an mm -hmm. Alabama fan who uh, famously uh, made, was Twitter famous for 15 minutes last year for saying, I'm tired of all these new blood Auburn fan basketball fans. Um, 
now I'm I'm accepting. I've accepted that Auburn's just good in basketball. Did that Auburn basketball? Did Auburn basketball Twitter find you? Oh yeah, they fa- a friend of mine posted something that I said on Locked On Bama about how you know I'm just tired of every Auburn fan acting like they invented basketball or something. And it was a moment of frustration and weakness that I said that. Yeah, that and was a bad. That was a bad call on your. It part. was a bad call on me. Yeah, and and I and I said it and I stood by it and I was. It was a bad call because. Um, you know what? Why can't we all just enjoy the moment? I mean, Auburn and Alabama are both good. Let's just enjoy it. And um, I, it's funny because I think both of us have tried to nan nan boo boo, not me and you, but like Auburn fans and Alabama fans. Yeah. Like, well, I'm better and you're better. And really, I think at this point, they're both just pretty doggone good. And and everybody better accept it. Nate Oates is a good coach. Bruce Pearl's a good coach. They, they showed a stat last night during the Alabama game. Alabama – and Auburn have been involved with either the SEC tournament championship winning it or the SEC championship winning it each of the last four years. I mean, wow. we're we're just both good, and yeah, it's okay to say that now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm just not going even. I don't even necessarily want to get in the history, but I'll say this about the history: Alabama holds a commanding lead in the series, 94 to 67. But you know what the average score is? Take no. a guess. Take a guess. Like as far as differential or total well, points? you can or? tell me – I want you to give me one of two things. Either the total point differential in the series or what you think the average score is Alabama versus Auburn on an annual basis. I'd guess it's a six-ish point differential on average. Alabama averages beating Auburn 71 to 70 every time they play, even though they have a 94 to 67 advantage. And the total point differential in the series is 127 points out of 161 games. That's amazing. That is unbelievable. And what that wow. tells me is, hey, we've been selling these two short for a long time, at least in regards to one another right. in terms of how competitive this game is. Now, there have been some blowouts. There have been some, uh, like back in the mid-90s, I remember it well, Alabama went to Auburn and got beat by 54. I think it was like 94 to 40 or something. And mm-hmm. then the next in the next couple of weeks, like two weeks later, Alabama beat Auburn by 18 in, in Tuscaloosa. That's just weird. Um, but for the most part, these games are competitive. They're yeah. fun. They mean a lot. Uh, I remember being at, in uh, Beard Eves when I think it was Keenan Carpenter went off for like a bunch of – Alabama ended up winning. They were coached by Wimp, but Keenan Carpenter had a huge game. This game's just always fun. Wimp Sanderson knew it. Sonny Smith knew it. Those two guys always – emphasized how important this game was and what it meant to the state. Yeah, Sonny's always been super aware, and that's why I think so many people love listening to him on the on the radio call now. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been great to see. And the the stat about, you, you know, you, you talk about how either Auburn Alabama has been involved with winning the SEC or playing for it the last four years is pretty – I mean, I think that's pretty – I don't know. You talk about like raising the floor of where you are. Like that's, that's certainly how you do it. And I think you're seeing that from the Auburn perspective this year. I mean, right now, as we record this Thursday morning, Auburn's 17 and seven overall and seven, four in the conference. And over the last month, Luke, it doesn't really feel like that. And so you get different Auburn fans reacting to that in different ways. And of course you're going to get some folks that think Bruce Pearl's time at Auburn's coming to an end. I'm like, you are ridiculous. You were crazy to think about it. Um, and and it, it's just been funny to see how this wave of, you know, passion throughout the Auburn fan base, people are doing like different things with it. But it's like, no, no, be aware of what's happening right now. 
Yeah, I think Alabama and Auburn fans ought to both be, when it comes to Bruce Pearl and, say, Nick Saban, I think um, – I, I know we don't want to be this way because we don't think it will happen to either one of us. But you almost have to treat these two guys kind of like Florida State treated Bobby Bowden or Penn State treated Joe Paterno in the sense that, okay, we know you're past your time. We know you can't win it anymore. And I'm not saying Nick Saban and Bruce Pearl can't, but I'm saying when they get there. We got to go, yeah, but you earn the right to suck a little bit later on if you want to. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think after a certain point, coaches earn the, the opportunity to go out on their terms. Exactly. Bruce Pearl is far from that. Uh, I just want to be clear. I don't want people to misunderstand what we're saying here. Bruce Pearl is not at that point yet. Right. And I think with the, you know, the, the talent that he's got coming in over the next two seasons now through the recruiting trail, Auburn's going to be just fine. Um, but there are issues on this roster loop. Like, let, let, Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, and I think we should – let's get into both of those before we talk about the game in the final segment. But, Zach, I mean, we're at one of those weird points where both of us do the live reads for our show. Which which one of us gets the honor for FanDuel? Hey, let's just talk about FanDuel together because FanDuel brings everyone together. You know what I'm saying? Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. You get a no-sweat first bet. Uh, I know you'll be watching the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. The Eagles – one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs, Luke Robinson. What's your gut reaction on that? Man, I'm an Eagles dude because, as you know, famous Jalen Hurts alum, uh, uh, I mean Alabama alum Jalen Hurts, or maybe Jalen Hurts alum Alabama, um, is uh, is my quarterback. I love me some Jalen Hurts. Love me some Devontae Smith. Love see, me some... I, I've always thought Jalen is an Oklahoma quarterback. I don't know why. FanDuel should put something up about that. And, you know, <laughs> hey, look, you're a Patriots guy, right? Do you think of Tom Brady as a Buccaneer? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. That's a great point. That's a great yeah. point. He, he, I think he's about to sign a one-day contract, though. So, And I'm happy for him, man. I Me am. too. But, Me uh, too. yeah, FanDuel is the best. They they have everything you want. You can they, They're into this sort of micro-betting thing that everybody's into now. And um, I love that, where you can almost bet on a play-by-play basis. Uh, they do it. They've got everything you want at FanDuel. They're, what a partner. And, uh, look, they are the official – sports book of the NFL and this yeah, I don't know if you've heard this NFL thing's taken off uh the NFL's a big deal all right Fandle's got a got a fun line here and then we'll jump back into our Auburn and Alabama basketball talk the lines for uh the color of the first Gatorade poured on the winning coach yellow slash green slash lime is heading the way at plus 145 orange is plus 300 blues plus 350 it's got to be the yellow slash green slash lime, right? I, I think that's what they want you to think. You know, whenever uh, a line is fishy, you got to go the other way. The public's going with the lime. I'm going to take the blue and see if I see if I can really cash in. All right, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, you can do that and bet on pretty much anything that you want regarding Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Head, head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. All right, Luke, where you want to head next, buddy? Well, uh, let's let's talk about these two rosters for a second. Um, you and and I keep up with Auburn a pretty good bit in basketball as well. I always have. I've, I've enjoyed the these. I've been as big, not as big necessarily, a basketball fan as a football fan, but most of the I'm pretty close. Um, I've enjoyed sure. Alabama basketball. You know, back I graduated in '95, we had some pretty good teams back then. Um, you played some pickup with Robert Ory, who famously swatted my shot onto the running track, which was above the court. So. I've, Nobody's ever done that to me before, and it, 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 it took some therapy, but I got over it. Yeah, I about to say, what do you go through as a man when that happens to you? Well, it's kind of a funny story. One of his friends was playing with us, and I blocked his friend's shot. And his friend said, 
hey, Big Rob, why don't you swat his shot next time? And I had a breakaway finger roll, no questions asked layup. And Robert Ory, who was a rookie in the NBA at the time, or <laughs> somewhere around there, he blocked it from – it was like from half court. He was like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. He just slapped it onto the running track like somebody had to throw the ball back down to us. The, the running track's above the basketball court, and they had to like, here, y'all, somehow this got up here. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. But – um. Yeah, so the, you were talking about the Auburn roster and it needs some upgrades. First of all, you know, I'm with, involved with the AHSA radio network and I've seen LeBaron Phylon play a few times. I'm hoping he's going to make it to the Legacy Arena in Birmingham uh, with Baker to make it to the Final Four. And this kid's electric. I mean, this kid's a scorer. Um, I mean, obviously, he leads the country in scoring. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, but he had 57 points, I think it was, against Benjamin Russell, the high school where uh, I live in Alexander City. And um, he's he's a ton of fun to watch. Um now, and they got another kid, uh, Pettiford, I believe it is, from New Jersey, who's another guard. Yeah. And look, if, if Bruce Burrow could have his druthers to steal a Gene Stallings phrase, I'd be willing to bet he'd like, hey, look, can you guys come play for us right this minute? Because yeah. I'm watching Auburn now. And look, KD Johnson can be like – he can be a, a fun, fire-pluggy, kind of energetic dude that gets could the be. crowd lifted. He certainly could be, yeah. But more often than not, this year he's been a guy who is much more liable to shoot an air ball than to tend to make a three-pointer, right? I mean, am I crazy? Yeah, and you can tell it's affected his confidence. I mean, this used to be a guy that regardless of what he was shooting, he's going to shoot it 10 times a night, and and that's dropped off, which is probably for the best right now based on, on how he's played. So I'm with you, super electric when it comes to energetic. And, look, there's been a few times in the last month or so where he's – He's shot somewhat more efficient and he's, you know, scoring 10 points a little bit more consistently than he used to, but um, it's taking more shots for him to get there than, than it used to. And it, it, you hate it for him. You really hate it for him. But sadly, you're seeing that from a lot of guys. Jalen Williams is a guy that a lot of people, myself included, thought uh, he would be kind of one of the leaders of this Auburn basketball team when it comes to scoring. Wendell Green and then Jalen Williams and then Janai Broom is kind of what I was thinking. And once again, like he he's become a little bit less efficient when it comes to scoring the basketball. So a lot of these guys, it's taking more shots for them to get the double figures, and that's that's just not how you win. That's just not how you win. Yeah. At, at this time of the year, you hope to get a little bit more efficient shooting, and Auburn's not going that direction. All right. When I watch Jalen Williams, I think he has the potential to be the best player on Auburn's team, but I also think he may be a little too nice in terms of he needs to be greedier with the ball. In my no opinion. question. No question. Daryl and I do a post-game show uh, every time, and we we're, <laughs> we always look at his stat line where it's like, why did he only shoot it four times? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. If Jalen Williams is hot and he's shooting it 10 to 12 times a game, that's prob- Auburn's probably going to win that one. Like, if we're just being honest, whether they play defense and the way they keep everything close with the exception of the Georgia game earlier this year, like, if, if he can pop off, and lead Auburn in scoring, Auburn's in a great spot because you know Wendell Green's going to do his shooting. Wendell Green's going to get to his double figures. And Jani Broom's probably going to get there as well the way he's been playing down the stretch. Uh, if Jalen could just take that next step and be a little bit more selfish with the basketball, Luke, I'm, I'm 100% with you. And I, I'll make one more comment about Auburn's before we roll over to Alabama's, but uh, Wendell Green is a guy to me, um, I, I think he's he plays with a chip on his shoulder, which is very Bruce Pearly. I mean, he's like a perfect Bruce Pearl guard in a sense that, I mean, he gets after you and he's not going to back down from anything. 
which I appreciate. But he's also a guy who I think can make very deep threes. It doesn't mean he needs to take them as often as he has. That's another thing that uh, the Texas A&M game, I don't remember exactly how much time was left. It was late in the contest. I mean, under yeah. a minute, Auburn's down two, and he pops one that from about 32 feet. And I'm thinking, that's why not? I know Janab Room, I think at the time, had fouled out. But I, you could have gotten a much better shot. And I think he's one of those guys that's like, I want to show these guys that I'm the leader. And I appreciate that and I understand it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you you got to know there's a fine line between showing what you can do and, and timing. And uh, I think he needed to uh, maybe look for a little bit of better shot there. But, you know, we talked about Jalen Williams being greedier with the ball. And this is going to sound weird. There are times I wish Brandon Miller at Alabama were greedier. I mean, against Arkansas earlier this year. Now, that was a month ago. But he didn't take a shot in the first half. That shouldn't happen. That's crazy. Yeah, Auburn went through that a little bit last year with Jabari. They were like, Jabari, why'd you shoot it six times tonight? Like, you know, it's just just wild to me. Then he ends up being like the second pick in the draft. Miller's probably going to be second or first pick in the draft. We'll, we'll, We'll certainly see how that plays out. So, yeah, I mean, I think some of these these kids that are so like smart when it comes to the game of basketball and they're looking around and like analytically, like it may make more sense for them to pass the ball to somebody else to shoot it. That's open, but they don't account for like how stinking good they are and how much better they are than everybody else on the floor. Um, and, And I think that's kind of what you're seeing with Brandon Miller this year. I think it's what you saw with Jabari some last year. Jalen, I, I don't know what it is because like Jalen's not significantly better than everybody else on the floor, right? But I, I do think he could be Auburn's best player if he kind of put it all together consistently. But we just haven't really seen that. I mean, Luke, as soon as Auburn lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament last year, Bruce Pearl started recruiting his current roster to stay. And I don't know if you remember this, but in his press conference, our season is over. And he's like, next year we're building the offense through Jalen Williams. He's like, oh, okay. And then we did a thing of like, is he actually being legitimate or does he just not want Jalen to hit the transfer portal? Like, what, you know, what, what's going on there? And early on, it seemed like it was legitimate. And then it's kind of dissipated over the course of SGC play. So um, I'm with you. I think Jalen Williams is the key. And I think he'll be the key defensively against Brandon Miller on Saturday. I think that's the matchup to watch. I really do. You know, and one other thing that's always undersold when it comes to sports in general, because it's sort of like, you know, you were talking about analytics and it always feels like uh, you watch Lane Kiffin go for two all the time or, or go for it on fourth down. And he's like, well, the analytics say, and I'm like, yeah, but see, the analytics didn't factor in that your offensive line has two dudes that are hurt and their defensive line's got uh, NFL guys all over it. So right. the, the analytics assume everything is equal. And just like when you sometimes you look at a roster, you go, man, this roster is loaded. But mm-hmm. if you, you it's hard to factor in the chemistry. Last year's Auburn uh, – SEC championship team, they had not only did they have two incredible players in Kessler and Jabari Smith, but they also had good chemistry. This yeah. year's team seems to be missing that chemistry. Now, and in a case in point, they shoot they have their best shooting game of the year against Georgia at home. I mean, I think that's pretty unquestioned. I, I haven't looked at it, but I bet that's the most points they've scored all year. Sure. Scored all year. And then they have arguably their worst offensive performance against Tennessee the very next game. That's just right. that, that tells me there's a disconnect somewhere. I also just don't know if I think it's more about Auburn just doesn't have any like elite shooters versus the chemistry. Um, I think this team likes each other. I think they get along. I think I just don't think they have a guard that can really facilitate consistently. Wendell Green could do it. Zepp can do it, but Zepp's not being playing. 
he's not playing minutes at the one, which is the weirdest thing to me, Luke. And then Wendell, I think he's a better passer than he is shooter, but he wants to be a shooter so bad. And Bruce Pearl wants him to be a shooter so bad, so he's not telling him to stop. Um, I think it's just a bunch of little things that's kind of getting in this team's way. But it always seems to be close at the end, Luke. But this team, for whatever reason, with the exception of Florida, and I guess Northwestern, they can't close. They haven't shown the ability to close whatsoever. So if this game that we're talking about on Saturday is close within two or three points with two or three minutes left to go in the game, when I watch Alabama play and it's close with two or three minutes left in the game, I'm like, Alabama's going to figure out a way to win this. And I've been right. And when I'm watching Auburn, it's like, I don't feel good about this. And sadly, most of the time I've been right. So if it's close towards the end of this game, I, I, I mean, I, I think you got to give Alabama the advantage just based off the way the season's gone so far. I don't think there's any question this particular year, Alabama's got the better roster. I mean, and they have, right. I mean, the best player in the SEC, if you ask me and Brandon Miller, and they've, they've got some, Alabama's got some dudes. I mean, last night I was, I was even shocked watching what they were doing to Florida. I mean, they, the, Alabama's got dudes. And as an Alabama lifelong Alabama fan, I'm always waiting uh, for that piano to fall on my head, the Acme piano, uh, right. like Wiley Coyote, like, a, right. you, like you're happy. This is great. This is going to be awesome. And the next thing you know, uh, everything came crashing down. So um, I, I'm fully expecting Auburn to go nuts and have maybe their best shooting game of the year Saturday. But we'll talk about the game here in just a minute. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment right here on a crossover locked on Bama and locked on Auburn. Luke, I think when you look at this game on Saturday, there are so many factors off the floor that make me want to pick Auburn. I think the fact that it's college game day in Neville Arena, I think that is huge. I think that is absolutely huge. And look, home field advantage is big across the SEC, but it's really hard to win if you're not Auburn in Auburn. Like, it's just tough. It's certainly tough. And I just, I, I think this team feeds off of energy so much more than any other team in the SEC. And there's going to be a lot of energy there. And then I, I think there's more pressure on Alabama, if I'm being 100% honest. I think there's way more pressure on Alabama to win this game on Saturday. And so I, I just think two of those factors, I, I know I'm just kind of saying it nonchalantly, but I think both of those things are a really big deal, Luke. First of all, whenever somebody says nonchalant, I always think about my old high school basketball coach. You say, y'all are just nonchalanting around. And I was thinking, it's not a verb. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, That's funny. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think you're right. I And look, personally, the, the, all right, Alabama's got a stretch now at, at Auburn, at Tennessee, back-to-back. Man, that it doesn't get any harder right there um, for Alabama. And personally, I would much rather Alabama beat Auburn. I think, if though, if we're talking about what's the best path to win the SEC championship – and you, you're going to go one and one, then I think it's better for Alabama to win at Tennessee versus win at Auburn. Um, I personally would rather win the Auburn game. I have no problem saying that. I'm not trying to discount it at all. I would much rather win the Auburn game. Sure. But uh, from an SEC standpoint, I think that it's better to win the Tennessee game, obviously, even though Tennessee may be starting to show some cracks in their facade, you know? Um, they certainly did not look like the second best team in college basketball when, when Auburn played them. Or last night when Vanderbilt popped a three to beat them. You know, I missed uh, that. We're yeah. recording this early Thursday. I, I totally missed that. Okay. Oh, Vanderbilt hit a three with literally no time left on the clock um, to, to win the game by one. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo that, Wild Wings good. I was in went nuts. Um, anyway, 
I don't know why it was right there in Chelsea. But um, anyway, you know, this game is going to be a, a ton of fun. It's going to be, uh, like you said, electric. And and you said that uh, Auburn feeds off the crowd basketball-wise, weren't you? Auburn feeds off the crowd more than anything in every sport. That's kind of their thing. It, it yeah, we're pretty emotional. Y'all are a, an emotional, emotional bunch. And I'm, I mean, look, I, I kind of envy it. I mean, because it's fun. You know, it's the best. Yeah. Look, let me tell you something. It, it is fun and it is fun for Auburn fans. And there are times when, you know, Alabama fans get a little arrogant. I understand. I understand. Maybe a little arrogant. Maybe. Just, yeah. Just a little, Luke. <laughs> Just a but, little arrogance from the Bammers. But you know, when I'm when I'm watching us play football, I can live with that a little bit. I'm like, okay, we kind of earned this arrogance. But basketball, like last night watching the Florida game, yeah. and this is my thing with Alabama home crowds, that along the first row, second row, whatever, it's a bunch of middle-aged or older people and their legs are crossed and they're just golf clapping no matter what we do. Right. I'm like, somebody's got to stand up. This is where we got to be more like Auburn. We got to stand up. Right. So I know that yeah, I mean Bruce Pearl's even challenged like the older scholarship seat holding fans. The I mean, y- you can't sit there and not cheer now, which is great, which is super, super cool. And I mean, it's impossible to get a ticket now. I mean, it, it costs it, I haven't looked, but I bet tickets for Saturday's game are like at least five hundred a pop. Like it's it's pretty wild. I I think eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus that I will be in Louisville and I can't even make myself go to this game. I'm going to watch my daughter play in a soccer tournament uh, this weekend. And um, so I'm thankful that I can't even be around to be available to go to this game because what I would do is lay down all that money, go to it, and then we'd lose and I would it would ruin my weekend. So I'm glad I'm not available to go. Yeah, there's like standing room seats going for like 220 just to like you don't even get a seat. You just got to like get to stand at the I mean that's pretty crazy. So It is, but I mean again, it, it all comes full circle here with this podcast because I think that's awesome. I th- and again, I don't think we need to be surprised by this anymore. I th- I think we've no, got It'll be like this next year too. The year after that, the year after that. Yeah, yeah cuz it's going to be this way. Look, Bruce Pearl is essentially in a lifetime contract with Auburn now. He's not going anywhere. No. And look, he's in a perfect spot for him. Are there better jobs? Certainly there are better jobs. But there's no better job for him personally. In my I was about opinion. to say, for him, I don't know if there is a better job. Luke. Yeah. I mean, again, it's sort of like the analytics. Yeah, they're they're better, more high-paying, more high-profile jobs. But for Bruce Pearl, this is it. This is Nirvana. Especially for- with the way he's so energetic and the fan base just feeds off of I mean, it's a perfect marriage between Auburn and Bruce Pearl. There's no question about it. And the, the talent's coming, right? I mean, with Aiden Holloway coming in, and then the you know the 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 two guys that we mentioned in in the the following year's class that that committed over the last few weeks, like the talent is coming. Auburn put itself in a weird situation where we we had these guards, three guards that we thought would be able to score at a higher and more effective clip. We added them all at the same time through the portal: Zepp Jasper, Wendell Green, and Katie Johnson, and. Everybody's like, well, why didn't Bruce go and get a shooter? And it's like, because you got all these experienced guards coming back. Like, how how do you how do you make that sales pitch without you know processing someone? This offseason, I think all that's going to change. We'll certainly see. We we just have too many point guards on the roster, Luke, uh, coming in. And you know what do they do with Chance Westry and, and all? That? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to it see. Is. It's going to be a it's going to be a lot of changes on the Auburn roster. I think it will be interesting to see at the end of the year because I can almost guarantee you Alabama and Auburn will have people transfer. I mean, that's just the world we live in now. 
Um, well, we we haven't really seen that at Auburn yet. He's processed like one dude. And then like Devin Cambridge left because he wanted to go play with his brother or whatever. But to my understanding, like the only person that's been processed is Jamal Johnson. And at some point, like I think it's Bruce's loyalty or whatever, which is cool. I'm not questioning that at all. But like you got to make some tough decisions about some of these guys that still have eligibility left. You got to make some really, really tough, uh, tough decisions. Who was the kid that went to Baylor, though? I'm saying like it may not be a that's, process that's thing. Fair. It may be just Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Davion Mitchell. Kids just want to go because they're, they're like, they're, they're, the grass is always greener. And Alabama and Auburn are going to have this happen. Um, that's true. That's true. And, and you know, the, I think about Auburn, and I know some Auburn folks are, are sort of really down on Yohan Traor. Am I saying that right? Yohan Traor? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you know, here's the thing. If I remember right, he was committed to LSU. He was headed to LSU. And sort of when LSU got in trouble, he was like, I'm not going there anymore. And so it became sort of a, I got to go somewhere and somebody's going to take me. And of course, if a five-star center falls in your lap, you're going to take him. Now, and I know Auburn pursued him earlier, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is it didn't necessarily work out, but it wasn't like Bruce Pearl absolutely loved this guy and just fought tooth and nail to get him. He was headed to LSU and then LSU's problems happened. And then Auburn sort of seemed like to me that he was like, okay, yeah, we'll take you because you're, you're really good. And he just hadn't transitioned very well into the college game. I think it's solely a transition thing. I don't think it's a talent or an ability thing. I, I, I think I think next year we see a lot more of him. I think we see a lot more of Chance Westry. I think they're struggling a lot with what Chance Westry is. Like, where do you put him type thing? So um, we all we all assumed he'd be a three. And then and early in the season, non-conference schedule, he's bringing the ball down the floor. We're like, yeah. what? what? Well, and then like he didn't look comfortable doing it either, Luke. So um, we'll see. They got to figure out a lot of stuff, but they certainly have the ability to do it. Luke, uh, for all the Auburn folks listening, how can they check out everything you got going on? Just find us anywhere they find you, Zach. Uh, go to Locked On Bama. <laughs> And uh, there Jimmy Stein and I are. And Jimmy is like the preeminent Alabama internet legend. Um, and and then I'm also there. Uh, that's right. I've heard that uh, that Nick Saban and Nate Oates um, asked Jimmy before uh, every game what the game plan should be. This is what I've heard. This is what I've heard. They do. Well, Jimmy and, and Nick Saban are about the same height, so it works out. <laughs> you can follow all of my stuff locked on Auburn wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. This has been a crossover with Locked on Auburn and Locked on.